Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Salatu wassalamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Assalamu alaikum brothers and welcome back to our Sira classes Today we'll continue some of the persecution that was suffered by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Mecca during the early stages of the open da'wah to Islam. And from the people who were the severest towards the Prophet ﷺ was his own uncle Abu Lahab and his wife, the wife of Abu Lahab, Umm Jamil. We know that when the Prophet ﷺ called to Islam initially, Abu Lahab was severely against him. And he continued to do so throughout the mission of the Prophet ﷺ until the end of his life, until the end of Abu Lahab's life, after the battle of Badr when Abu Lahab passes away on Kufr. So much so that when the Prophet ﷺ would call the people to Islam during the Hajj season, Abu Lahab would be behind him, calling him a liar, calling him a deceiver, calling him all sorts of names that have been mentioned. It's been reported that once Ibn Abbas عنه, he said, when the words Tabbat Yada Abi Lahabin Watab were revealed in Surah Al Lahab, Surah 111, the wife of Abu Lahab came when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sitting with Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Abu Bakr said to the Prophet Sallallahu why do you not move out of her way so that she will not harm you, O Messenger of Allah? What did the Prophet Sallallahu say? He said, there'll be a barrier between me and her. She came and stood over Abu Bakr and said, oh, Abu Bakr, your companion, meaning Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has criticized us strongly. Abu Bakr said, no, by the Lord of this house, he has not spoken poetry and he does not out of verses of, of this or that. She said, you are speaking the truth. When she went away, Abu Bakr said to the Prophet did she not see you? He said, no, an angel was covering me until she went away, until she went away. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected the Prophet from her harm. In another report, the Prophet ﷺ fell ill and he did not pray qiyam for a few nights, for two or three nights. Then a woman came and said, and it's mentioned that this woman is Umm Jamil, the wife of Abu Lahab, and Muhammad, I hope that your shaitan has left you. I have not seen him coming near you for two or three nights. And he hasn't been praying the night prayer. Then Allah sent the words from the start of Surah Al-Duha, Wad-Duha, by the forenoon after sunrise, by the night when it, when it is dark, or when it, when it darkens and becomes still, your Lord and Muhammad has not abandoned you, has not left you, has not forsaken you, nor does he hate you. Now the persecution continued to the companions as well, and many of them suffered severely. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, why don't you make hijrah to Abyssinia? And this is the next part of our topic and we'll introduce it today, next part of our classes. In the 50 after prophethood, so the Prophet ﷺ, he received revelation when he was 40. Five years later, a group of Muslims migrated to Abyssinia, to Al-Habasha, modern day Ethiopia, or just about. Now why did they migrate is an important question. Why did they go from Mecca to Ethiopia? I think they had to cross the Red Sea from memory. Anyone know why? Da'wah, why else? Because it was a just king. That's the main reason why they went to Abyssinia specifically. But the purpose and reasons behind it are many and not just one. Because many a times when people speak about the Hijrah to Abyssinia, they say that the weak Muslims migrated and the, the ones who had no power or connection. 
But then we look and see that Uthman migrated, Ibn Affan, Ja'far migrated, one from Bani Umayyah, one from Bani Hashim, the daughters of the Prophet migrated. So we see that it wasn't only the weak and the poor that migrated, but many of the strong migrated as well. And that's why many have said that the main purpose of the Hijrah was to spread Islam, to have another stronghold of Islam. Wallahu alam. Now, as has been mentioned, one of the reasons was they felt it necessary to flee with their religion, fearing the constant persecution and torture might tempt them away from their religion. So they went in there fearing temptation and fleeing to Allah with their religion. So fleeing to Allah with their religion. And this is at all times for anyone and for all brothers and sisters. To flee with their religion if they're in places of harm that may harm their deen or harm their children's deen. Now what does the word hijrah mean? And what does it, what does it come from? Hajra shay meaning is to abandon, to boycott, to leave off. And it, and it basically is three types. Makan, hajra makan, meaning he went from one makan to another. In this case, min bilad al-kufri ila bilad al-islam. So hijrah is to migrate from the land of kufr to a land of Islam. Hajrul amil, to boycott the doer of an action for an Islamic purpose, if there's going to be a benefit from behind it. And this was done in the time of the Prophet from those companions who didn't go to the battle of Tabuk. And also, Hajrul Amal, to boycott sin. And this is a Muslim every single day, as the hadith mentioned, that you leave off sin for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, others said that the main purpose of this migration was to spread Islam outside of Mecca, meaning da'wah, and not simply to flee from persecution. So the Prophet ﷺ was searching for a stronghold outside of Mecca that could protect the beliefs of Islam and guarantee the freedom to openly practice Islam. That's the main purpose of, of, of where you live and where you should be is to protect your religion. Now, the first group to migrate, we'll mention them today and we'll finish consisted of 16 people. Four of them were women. Among them was Uthman and his wife Ruqayya, the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ. The first group returned after a few months, after hearing a rumor that the Quraysh had all accepted Islam. But it proved to be wrong. Ibn Abbas said the Prophet ﷺ, he prostrated upon reciting a Najm, Surah Al-Najm, and the Muslims, the Mushrikeen, the Jinn and mankind who were present prostrated along with him. And this was in and around the Kaaba as has been mentioned. So the word spread that the Meccans had accepted Islam, but it was false. So many came back from that group. They came back, that group came back to Mecca, but it was not to be the case that they accepted Islam. And then there was a second migration to Abyssinia. Wallahu alam. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.